the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great free and prosperous, and uh, for what you're going to hear in this week's show, will further illustrate the importance of all of us doing that if we want to keep America as a great, free, and prosperous country. Um, I am very pleased this week to have somebody that I've, I've followed her work, and I've heard her presentations before, and she's now on, she's now on our show, and that's great. It was Claire Lopez. And she uh, actually started as a professional career. She qualified in the Marine Corps Officer Candidate School to be a Marine officer, but forgo a commission in the United States Marines in favor of working for the CIA. And uh, Claire told me that she could tell me what she did, but then she would have to kill me. So I said, okay, that's okay. Never mind. But since leaving the CIA, she has been involved in a whole series of uh, private sector national security organizations. I think she was a consultant on national security for uh, Senator Ted Cruz. And uh, she's going to give us a list of, uh, of what her, her, which she's currently working on, but uh, a strong emphasis on Islam and the Middle East and um, all around expert on uh, national security and also the domestic side of national security. And uh, we're going to talk about, recently I heard an online presentation from her about the threat of communism that is still very alive and well inside the United States of America. So welcome to the show, Claire, and uh, tell us uh, what you are, all the organizations that you're currently working with. Well, thanks, Greg. I'm very glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm currently independent at Lopez Liberty, LLC, but I work with a number of different groups. Um, I'm a, a member of the Board of Advisors for Sarja Sangari's Near East Center for Strategic Engagement, uh, work with Roger Aronoff and the team at the Citizens Commission on National Security, also working uh, with Tom Trento, the United West, along with Tom Homan, former ICE director under uh, President Trump, and our project is at defendtheborder.org. So have a look at all of that. And one more, the American Truth Project. The American what project? The American Truth Project, ATP. Um, and I should add one more, and that is with John Guandolo's understandingthethreat.com, where we do training programs for the a uh, regular uh, community level citizen uh, around the country. Yeah, I, I, I've heard John Guadalla before, and uh, I know in the past, both he and you have done training at the FBI and the military. It's probably, I suspect you may not be doing as much of training with the, uh, for the government as you, t- as you did in times past. Correct. Our current emphasis is a, a program we call Into Action, which you can find at the website, understandingthethreat.com. And it's geared for the local community level, ordinary citizens, and what they can do to fight back against uh, communism, Marxism, uh, and also the Islamic movement, Muslim Brotherhood, and its front groups uh, at the local level across the United States. As I mentioned earlier, you gave a great presentation about a month ago uh, on, online about uh, entitled The Islamo-Marxist Threat to America, the Red, Black, Green, Axis in action, and with a strong emphasis on that communism is alive and well and on the march here in America. Obviously, that was an hour, hour and a half presentation. We don't have that kind of time. 
he summarized what the threat of communism is and what this red, black, green axis is. Well, red, black, green axis uh, stands for the red, the communist Marxist influence, black, black lives matter movement, whether it may be mostly defunct right now, but very much aligned uh, with Marxism. And then green, the Islamic movement, represented in this country mostly by the Muslim Brotherhood and its front groups, but that work very closely with the black, the Black Lives Matter movement, or at least did. Um, and the threat today from communism, let's start there, uh, is primarily from the Chinese Communist Party, which I would say has taken over the leadership of the communist movement internationally, uh, whereas the last century, let's say, uh, up to the Cold War and even after, uh, that leadership came out of Moscow. Now we have uh, certainly uh, the current crisis of you know the uh, the Russian Federation invasion of Ukraine, and that's certainly an extension of the Russian Empire or an attempt to do that. But in the United States, uh, I think the influence, especially in terms of information operations, propaganda, uh, it does come through the United Front Work Department of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and uh, it's it's very successful, uh, which is not to discount Russian information operations, which are uh, extremely uh, influential as well. Uh, for that, take a look uh, at Trevor Loudon and uh, his Counterpunch video series that um, he puts up at Epoch Times on a regular basis. So, but the the, the primary uh, challenge for the United States today from communism. Uh, I think comes from communist China in very many different ways. Um, the black, as I said, Black Lives Matter movement is mostly defunct um, in part, at least because their leadership, all Marxist, um, absconded with millions of dollars in donations and went and bought luxury uh, million dollar mansions for themselves. Uh, but the Muslim Brotherhood uh, and uh, the front groups uh, very much active and across the United States today. Now, certainly you've seen, and that was when I, when I first heard you some years ago, is the, yours, was the threat of the, of Islamic groups, that, as you mentioned, the extensions of the, of the, of the Muslim Brotherhood, and that there's the terrorism blowing things up, shooting people, things that you would see and get the news coverage, but there's also a more subtle, uh, civi uh civilizational Jihad. Civilization jihad, exactly. And I I would contend that subversion along these lines, or communist lines for that matter, is a much more serious threat to our republic than, and I don't want to diminish it, but mere terrorism. Because we know how to fight back against the violence, the kinetic uh, terrorism. But when we're when we're confronted with subversion, which can often be very sophisticated, we're not so good at that. We here in America. And uh, I think that is at least part of the reason why Russian, Chinese and Muslim Brotherhood uh, subversion information operations, uh, Muslim Brotherhood style interfaith dialogue movement, for example, uh, can be so successful here. We're just not geared up very well to recognize or counter subversion. Well, I think they, they, all those actors that you just mentioned are also working with, or not say working with, but at least they are, they share common goals with people here in the America to overturn our republic and mm -hmm. our freedom, mm -hmm. whether it's the elites or whether it's the hard left here in the country that are fully well, yeah, yeah, that, that they, they may not agree with Muslim social policy, but they are totally in alignment with we need to overthrow this terrible, corrupt, evil American regime. Yeah, that that's exactly what unites them all, even though they have very disparate, uh, different ideologies. For the moment, uh, they're unified by their shared objective. And just as you say, Greg, that is the destruction of our constitutional republic. Yeah.
Now, you also mentioned in your in your program the uh, 45 Goals of Communism. This was a book written, I believe, by a F- former FBI agent in the 1960s. And you look through these 45 goals, which you can't, we're not going to take the time to read them here, but things like um, develop the illusion that disarmament is uh, moral strength and um, that uh, we gain control of the schools, gain control of the teacher unions, mm-hmm. um, promote uh, pornography and moral degeneracy and so on and so forth. And if you read through these goals, you're going, check. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're talking about the book that is called The Naked Communist. It was published in 1958 by former FBI agent, as you say, W. Cleon Skousen was his name. And uh, chapter 13 of that book um, lists these 45 goals of communism today, as the name of the chapter goes, today being 1958. Uh, now, if folks might like, to find just that chapter 13 and the 45 goals, you can find that with a search online as a standalone PDF, the 45 goals. Uh, and, and you know, just as you say, Greg, um, number 15 is, um, you know, gain control or one or both of the political parties in the U.S. Number 17 is just as you say, gain control of the schools, the teachers units, uh, uh, the teachers um, uh, associations, uh, unions, um, and the curriculum, uh, promote obscenity and pornography, make it commonplace, tear down the constitution, uh, attack our founding fathers, all of that. And as you say, check, 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 right? And this yeah. has been going on, you know, for at least these 70 years since the, the book was written, more or less. Uh, but longer than that, I would date this really back to the Russian Revolution of 1917 and the formation thereafter of the communist um, uh, common turn, as they called it, communist international to spread uh, the the ideology of that revolution. Yeah. Infiltrate the churches, eliminate prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. You discredit the Constitution. And it reminded me when I read this was, if you've ever heard the Paul Harvey commentary from the 1960s, If I Were the Devil. Mm. And it's about, it's about he was doing these daily radio commentaries. Mm-hmm. And he went through, if I were the devil, here's I would do a list of things. And you look at it today, and again, it is check, check. Check. So I don't, I don't know if you're a religious or a spiritual person, but if you are, I mean, it would show that it seemed to support the idea. This is not just a political battle that we face. This, this is also a spiritual battle. Well, it's we certainly good versus evil. And uh, you're reminding me in, of another book, uh, this one by Paul Kengor, um, a few years ago. I forget exactly, 2000, 2001. Uh, and it's called The Devil and Karl Marx. And um, you, we think of Karl Marx perhaps most often, uh, you know, with a three-volume set of Das Kapital. Well, that's not what this is about. Uh, this is about the other part of Karl Marx and uh, his, his predecessor, uh, Hegel. Um, and as you say, um, the destruction of Western civilization, of Judeo-Christian-based Western civilization. Take a pause here and hear from our sponsor for uh, this half of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of United America Mortgage, place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590. 
the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. I'm very pleased to have on this week's show Claire Lopez. She was a former CIA officer, and since then she has been a consultant and expert in national security affairs. And we been talking about a presentation that she gave, I saw online about a month ago called, uh, it was about the threat of communism, and the exact title was the Red, Green, Black Axis in action, red for communism, black for Black Lives Matter, and green uh, for the for for the Islamists. Um, we also have the, the the Americans at least. And I asked the question at the presentation. I'm going to ask it again in a little different way. It seems to me, and if if and when a an honest history of this time is written, that I think historians are going to scratch their heads and puzzle how the elites of Western civilization, who have done so well by the civil, by, done so well personally, and the civilization has done so much in terms of advancing prosperity, scientific knowledge, freedom, self-government, the rights of women, the rights of minorities, that the world from the, from compared to 1500 to today has seen this outstanding progress in, in life expectancy, life extension, not life extension, but in um, life, ex- how long people live. And to see the ruling elites turn against their countries and the civilization that has done so much, I, I mean, I'm puzzled by it. And I think future historians may be puzzled by it. Do you, do you have any insight? Well, maybe a few things um, m- might help. Uh, one, um, and I forget where I read this recently. It might have been Victor Davis Hanson, who is a brilliant uh, historian, uh, as as well as an uh, analyst um, of uh, current affairs, but uh, it goes like this, that hard times breed strong people. Strong people build uh, safe and comfortable, uh, secure societies. And safe, secure societies eventually give way to softness. And softness invites aggression uh, and then it starts all over again. The other, the other thing that I might mention, and we we touched on this in a way, um, is that beginning with the Russian Revolution of 1917, um, you know these various goals that were enumerated in W. Cleon Skousen's Chapter 13 of his book, The Naked Communist: The 45 Goals of Communism Today. Those 45 goals were all about how to tear down Western civilization, how to wreck it, essentially, especially our Judeo-Christian-based constitutional republic in this country. And those ideas, uh, which, by the way, he, the author, Skousen, took uh, from the congressional hearings of earlier that decade of the 1950s, the House on Un-American Activities Committee, and then on the Senate side, Senator Joseph McCarthy's committee, with testimony by then uh, current, and I guess also former communists, um, those ideas infiltrated first at the academic level, uh, the the university faculty lounges, uh, leftists, liberals, then it, it percolated on down to the lower levels of, levels of education, all the way through academia in this country. It's, it's down to the kindergarten or the preschool level now with with these you know drag queen story hours i mean complete demoral i mean just immorality degeneracy um and 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 so that has been percolating through our society for the last well at least 70 years probably more 100 if you want to go back to the revolution um and and we have not done well at defending our foundational principles the foundational principles of this republic, meaning the 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 principles in 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 our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers, and so forth. Uh, our our students today are barely, if at all, familiar with those things, except at certain outstanding universities, Liberty University here in Virginia, Hillsdale College, and a few more. They're not familiar even with what those principles are, even what those documents are. By the way, 
those are the, the kinds of principles uh, that we uh, base our courses on with John Guandolo's understandingthethreat.com, our into action courses, which you can find all out about at, at the website, um, to refamiliarize, you know, grassroots American citizen patriots in communities around the United States with those principles and the threats now coming against those principles, and then what they can do, what we can do um, to defend our foundational principles at the local level, not depending on Capitol Hill inside the Beltway, which is not to dismiss everyone in there, but the answer to be found at the local level. Absolutely, and that that, that leads into where I was exactly going next, is, yeah, we can explain the threat as you have and the, all these various forces seeking to take down the American Republic and Constitution. But what can people do about that? As I always, our tagline for the show is the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, based on the Justice Lewis Brandeis quote. And people at this local level, what can I do? I got all these people doing all these things. What can I do? Yeah, well, this is exactly what our courses are about, understandingthethreat.com into action courses. By way of example, uh, we see parents all over the country um, storming um, the, the school board meetings and then voting to uh, change the, the makeup of, of those school boards, um, uh, outing the, the pornography, the horrific, uh, you know, books that are to be found in children's libraries. This is local action. Um, you know, thinking about your local elected officials, do they reflect your values, your principles, or do they need to be replaced in a campaign at the next election? Uh, these are the kinds of things that we focus on in that kind of training. And is very much um, available at the local citizen patriot level. Uh, becoming active in local patriotic groups, uh, writing letters to the editor, to your local newspapers, calling in to radio and TV shows that have call-in, you know, features, um, uh, and and banding together, banding together uh, to stand against these challenges, coming against um, the most basic level of our American republic. I know here in Redlands, we we, have, we we tried to replace a school board member last time, and uh, very very well funded by the teacher unions and a long time you know, long time mover and shaker in the in the city, and um, I did, that didn't work out. But we we go to the school board meetings and we point out stuff like a book that had among other things had a drawing of a naked man with how to instructions on how to have sex with the, with 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 that person. And we and we pointed out to the board, so this is in your library, and they utterly do not care. So public comment, and then they the board members get to talk about whatever they want to talk about. And we just so we point all this stuff out, and that's just one example of the things we brought to their attention. And they're like, Well, we had an ice cream social this past week at such and such school, and I went over to this school and blah 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 blah. And they utterly do not care. Yeah, I mean, perfect example of board members who need to be replaced. Exactly. I know you tried. Keep it up. Keep at it. You will. Um, what else? I mean, I guess maybe you mentioned truth. And there is almost everything in the public sector you get from the government is a lie or it's a half-truth or it's a distortion or it's something. And at the same time, we, we only got a little time here, they're trying to suppress anybody else saying anything contrary to the uh, government narrative. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's so important at the local level for local people to, number one, be informed, and then number two, become engaged at whatever level you can uh, do. I mean, with your own life, your own schedule and all of that. Um, but that, that is what an American citizen patriot is, informed and engaged as a citizen. Right. and. Um... Again, comes back to the model of the show. The most important political office is that of the private citizen. And while the government and the politicians deserve all the blame and that they that they get and more, ultimately, the the country is at the precipice of losing the republic, losing the constitution, and losing our freedom, is because not enough of us are fulfilling the obligations of our most important political office. 
That's all the time we have in this segment. Uh, Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, before I, we run out of time, we have a great conference coming up, the Unite IE Conservative Summit on April 29. And we already have a great lineup of speakers, Brandon Tatum and Sebastian Gorka, as well as Pastor Jack Hibbs and others. And stay tuned for more speakers to be announced. And that it will be April 29th at the Ontario, at the Doubletree Hotel in Ontario. And you can get tickets by going to the website for this station, AM. 590theanswer.com. There's a banner at the top of the webpage. Click on that and follow the links and you can get tickets for this great event. And it, uh, I'll be, we'll be talking more about it later, but, uh, get your tickets now while you can still get, uh, good tickets in a good location in the room. Very pleased this week. I had to have Claire Lopez as our guest this week. She's an expert on national security matters. She was a former officer with the CIA. She actually passed the Marine Corps Officer Candidate School. Could have been a U.S. Marine officer, but chose the CIA instead. Um, as I mentioned in the last half hour, she could tell it. She could. T- she could tell me more what she did with the CIA, but then she would have to kill me. So I said, "Okay, that's okay. Never mind." Since leaving the CIA, she's been a consultant and fellow with a whole variety of uh, national security organizations, uh, currently with uh, Lopez Liberty LLC and among other activities, she's with uh, DefendTheBorder.org. I wanted to shift our focus now. We talked about the threat of communism, uh, both internationally and domestically to our to our country and what we can do about it. But we now have a, there's the war in Ukraine, and I think um, Clara and I are going to differ with this one. So I'm going to kind of summarize my view of it, and she can then tell me why I am wrong. As I see it, we have this, we have a war going on that's now killed hundreds of thousands of people. The exact total is not not publicized. Uh, I think the war could have been avoided. If if we had shown proper respect for Russia's legitimate security concerns, if they don't want uh, Ukraine to become a NATO country, if that had been made clear that Ukraine would remain a neutral but independent country, I think this war could have been avoided. Uh, there was a there was a uh, Minsk Accord, which tried to resolve the differences between what. The eastern areas of Ukraine that are more favorable to Russia and the west of Ukraine, which is more oriented towards the west. And Angela Merkel recently admitted former chancellor of Germany that NATO never intended 
to honor the Minsk Accords, and we're just using it to buy time to uh, strengthen the Ukrainian government. We have a lot of problems here, including a trillion-dollar-plus deficit. We're into it for at least $100 billion in, in money now that uh, our own border is wide open. We have the threats to our security we talked about in our first half um, that, you know, I I think we need to focus on other things and that uh, it, I don't buy the analogy that Putin is Putin is Hitler, Ukraine is Czechoslovakia. This is 1938 all over again. If we don't stand up to Putin now, he'll be in Poland shortly thereafter. I don't accept that. I think the risk is more like 1914, in which Germany, Austria, Hungary, the Ottoman Empire, Russia, Italy, France, Britain, and ultimately the United States got into World War One that killed more than 30 million people over Serbia. And uh, we just saw this week where a Russian jet apparently intentionally uh, took down one of our drones over the Black Sea. And this could easily, even not by intent, could escalate accidentally into a shooting war between the United States and Russia, which I'm very, I'm sorry for the people of Ukraine, but I'm, I need to look out for America first and, 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 uh, we should not be, in, we should not be involved over there. And, uh, I wish Donald Trump was in office because war probably would not have happened if we, if he was president. And if he was president right now, I think he could probably bring a negotiated end to it relatively quickly. So. That being said, Claire, why am I wrong? Well, I, I, I would I would maybe frame it this way. Um, when a bigger, more powerful country uh, invades its smaller, less powerful neighbor in a war of pure aggression with the openly, publicly, repeatedly stated objective of erasing, erasing uh, that country's very nationhood, then that uh, and and going on to uh, bomb its cities, um, slaughter its civilians, then those are war crimes. Those are crimes against humanity. And the broader perspective that I, I might bring to this would be this. We of the free world, I think, would like ideally, and again, this is the ideal, uh, to live in a world that is ordered by the Treaty of Westphalia from 1648 at the conclusion of the horrific 30 years war in Europe. For the first time, the powers in Europe in that year, 1648, um, decided that the sovereign nation state should be the unit of world order with ideally, again, this is the ideal, inviolable sovereign borders. Now, when we come to a point where globalists like Vladimir Putin, like Xi Jinping, um, revert back to an earlier time of chaos when warlords and would-be emperors rampage across the landscape, seeking to obliterate borders, whether that's our own southern border being violated for the last two years, at least, or the the borders of a European country, then any of us who would seek to defend that world order of sovereign nation states and to pass that along to our children and grandchildren, it's our responsibility to defend that world order of the sovereign nation state against those who would obliterate it. That's the way I would look at this. Okay, we have there, are, but there are limits. One is one is there are limits, and we got a lot of problems ourselves. I don't know. We've got, we're into up for at least a hundred billion dollars, if not if not more, and. All right, a year from now, is it going to be $200 billion and then $300 billion and $400 billion? Um, to what end? Second is, you know, you may have seen something that I haven't. I haven't seen anything where the Russians say they want to obliterate Ukraine as a state. Yes, Putin's speeches repeatedly have spoken about this very openly and repeatedly. He denies the nationhood 
uh, of Ukraine specifically, but also repeatedly states that his objective is to reincorporate all Slavic speaking ethnic, ethnically Slavic peoples into a Russian empire. These are in his speeches repeatedly going back years. Okay. How do you see this? How do you see this evolving? Um, the, I've read a number of sources that the, that the Russians started this war with numerical inferiority, which is not good if you're on the offense, but they've mobilized a lot more troops. They had, they're ramping up their production. They're able to fire, um, uh, five or six artillery shells to one for the, for the Ukrainians. And the, as once the weather improves and the mud dries, they'll be launching a major offensive is, you know, how do you, how do you see this? Assuming we continue in the way you and, uh, the, uh, the administration wants of, of supporting Ukraine, but not, but trying to stay out of it hopefully, uh, with our own forces, is how do you see this playing out? Well, here's the thing. Um, Ukraine is a bulwark right now against uh, Russian empirical expansionism. Because on the other side of Ukraine, that is to the north and the west and the south of it, are multiple NATO countries. The Baltic countries, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, not precisely on its border, but very close and explicitly named by Vladimir Putin numerous times uh, as the object of his reconquest and reabsorption into a Russian empire, or say the Soviet Union as it was, uh, come on down, you know, southward. Uh, you, you've got um, you've got Germany, you've got Poland, Hungary, Slovakia. Uh, look what they're doing right now in Moldova. It's the same playbook, slicing off an eastern sliver of Moldova, which borders on Ukraine to Ukraine's west, and inciting a separatist movement in what's called the Transnistr, same playbook. And then, of course, Romania itself and Bulgaria, all NATO countries. Were yeah. Putin to be permitted to defeat Ukraine and to reabsorb it into a Russian empire, NATO's next. Now, we do not have uh, a NATO obligation to Ukraine. It doesn't now and did not in any time in the past ever, ever meet the criteria for membership in NATO. Everybody knew that. It, it can't be a part of NATO. It doesn't meet the criteria. Uh, there was no threat of NATO in any time soon. There was no threat that Ukraine would attack Russia or anything of the sort. Um, but, but if... If the Ukraine were to fall uh, to Moscow, NATO countries would be next because Putin has said so, repeatedly said so. And we do have an Article 5 obligation under the NATO treaty to defend those places with boots on the ground, for which there's absolutely no consideration right now for Ukraine. Okay. So it behooves us, I think, to draw the line at Ukraine and stop it there. Leaving aside whether, let's leave aside whether just by material support and money, we can do that. And how much of the money that we're giving them is actually making it to the front lines versus being disappearing into the corruption of that country. But from the end of World War II, up until the fall of the Soviet Union, when the Soviet Union was, a, I think you would agree, was a, was a much more serious military threat than is Russia today. They never attacked NATO. And I don't buy I don't I don't buy that let, let's let's suppose worst case they really they literally occupy all of Ukraine. And I'm skeptical that they that even if they could, they would occupy all of Ukraine. But okay, let's say they did. I am further even more skeptical that, they, okay, great, we've just won that one and lost a bunch of guys and equipment. So let's go ahead and attack NATO and let's really get into a war with United States, Germany, Poland, UK, France, and so on. Mm. Given, given their past history uh, and caution and their strategic realities, I'm skeptical. Oh, I am too. And, and I, think, I think that's exactly why holding the line at Ukraine um, ensures that NATO will not be drawn into 
uh, a boots on the ground conflict uh, itself, uh, members of NATO, despite the fact, again, read Vladimir Putin's publicly and English translated speeches over the last several years. He openly, openly repeats over and over again, as do senior members of his regime in Moscow, uh, that their intent is to erase borders uh, and to reincorporate all Slavic speaking ethnic people into uh, what he considers the, the, the great, uh, Putin, of course, considers the greatest catastrophe of his lifetime, the dissolution of the USSR in 1991. And his intention, spoken repeatedly in his speeches, is to re-conquer uh, those places, Slavic speaking places, and reincorporate them forcibly into a new Russian empire. Well, we will... Uh... Leave the discussion there because I want to allow time to talk about, which I think is actually a more serious threat to us, what's going on with Iran. But first, let's hear from our sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Residence Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased to have on this week's show national security expert, former CIA officer, Claire Lopez. We've discussed the uh, threat of communism internationally and domestically uh, with the war in Ukraine. And I, she and I differed on, on what to do about that one. I want to turn our attention in our remaining segment to what I think is actually a, a more serious threat to our country than what's going on in Ukraine, and that is Iran's drive for nuclear weapons. According to press reports recently, Iran has is enriching uranium to very near to weapons grade capacity. And this is probably two weeks ago. The article I read is they were 10 days away from having enough enriched uranium for three or four nuclear weapons. Um, Israel has, you know, making implicit or explicit threats that they're going to do something about it. So far, they have not done so. Saudi Arabia just signed, reestablished, negotiate uh, diplomatic relations with Iran. And Saudi had kind of been on quasi-Israel side in, in being concerned with the Iranian nuclear program. Uh, so, Claire, where do, you, where do you see what's going on with uh, with Iran and its drive for nuclear weapons? Well, I've been following this subject, as you probably know, for a very long time. Um, and if it is publicly um, admitted, uh, and it is, that, that the Iranian regime uh, now is enriching uranium up to the 84% mark, uh, and weapons grade is, is usually considered about uh, 92, 93% uh, uranium enrichment. If they're openly admitting that level, I think we can be sure they've long since surpassed the weapons grade uranium enrichment point. Uh, if we go back to documents uh, dating as far back uh, as 2002, for example, when the Iranian opposition group, the National Council of Resistance of Iran, uh, first blew the lid, publicly anyway, off of the Iranian nuclear weapons program with satellite photography of places like Natanz, the enrichment facility, Isfahan, the uh, conversion facility, and other places then and subsequently with more revelations. Um, that, that was the first time the public got a good look at the Iranian nuclear weapons uh, program. Um, fast forward on up to, let's say, uh, 2011, when the IAEA, that's the International Atomic Energy Agency, uh, which has a governor's board that puts out a quarterly report 
on the Iranian nuclear weapons program. And if we look at the November 2011 report from that governor's board, we can see what I think is the most detailed, most honest, most open uh, report from the IAEA that I've ever seen before that or since then. And it detailed at that time, okay, that is 12 years ago, uh, that Iran at that time already was fashioning the uh, the uranium hemispheres that make the pit uh, of a nuclear bomb. It was already working on the external implosion points, the external um, uh, explosions that need to set off uh, the um, the implosion sequence inside of a bomb in great detail. This is described in that report, um, as well as. Uh, the uh, the exterior support, the external support, maybe uh, that Iran is receiving from other places like Russia uh, for its nuclear weapons program. Fast forward again and um, talk about the uh, 2016 January 2016 heist by the Israeli Mossad of those documents out of the warehouse um, in a, a suburb or nearby to Tehran in Iran. Uh, and those documents uh, showed uh, in great detail the plans for what's called the Ahmad plan uh, for Iran to develop, uh, to build nuclear warheads on a particular timetable, which it explained in the documents. And of course, in the summer of 2018, then Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu, once again, Prime Minister now, uh, held a press conference describing uh, what was found after long period of translation and analysis of of the documents, what was in that plan. Um, I think there can be very little doubt that, at least in my mind, in my my assessment, that Iran has been building warheads for a long time. Now, it's a difficult thing to do. My my uh, judgment would be that they've probably succeeded in in making a small handful of warheads right now, five, six, seven. Um, but the problem is that until those warheads are actually married up to the nose cones of the Iranian missiles delivery systems, the international community, the IAEA, doesn't call it a weapon. So they can have any number of warheads, and that's not called a weapon because it's not married to the delivery system of the missiles. Now, obviously for Israel, this is existential. Um, it's a very small country. It is within missile range of the Iranian regime's arsenal of, of missiles. Certainly the United States and our bases and diplomatic posts and so forth across the Middle East also are targets for the Iranian regime, which has repeatedly said so. Um, and, uh, and so I think we're in a very dangerous period right now. Uh, the uh, Iranian regime, of course, perceives weakness in Washington, D.C., uh, on the part of the Biden administration, which continues to try uh, to persuade the Iranian regime to return to the talks in Vienna for the JCPOA, Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the so-called nuclear talks uh, that first concluded with that first agreement back in July of 2015. And then, of course, President Trump took the United States out of the agreement in May of 2018, uh, because, of course, the Iranians were violating every single provision in it. Um, the percentage of uranium enrichment, the stockpiles of enriched uranium, yeah. uh, the working with the uh, metal, the uranium metal to fashion those hemispheres we talked about, uh, and many other uh, aspects of those provisions, which are now completely out the window, uh, the Iranians having violated just about everyone you can think of. So uh, it's a very dangerous period right now. Uh, uh, the, the perception of weakness invites aggression every time, and that's what the Iranian regime perceives uh, in the United States. Not not Israel, with uh, Bibi Netanyahu back in office, but you see, of course, uh, the political tumult going on, carrying on inside of Israel right now, distracting, and perhaps deliberately so, with, by the way, United States Department of State funding for those protests in the streets in Israel. Mm -hmm. distracting from the existential threat of the Iranian nuclear weapons program.
really have a little time left. I think it's also a existential threat to the United States. And we don't have time to go a lot into it, but a even one or two nuclear weapons used as electromagnetic pulse weapons could destroy the entire electrical infrastructure of the country. And it's estimated uh, that uh, within a year, 90% of Americans would be dead, not from nuclear blast or radiation, but from disease, starvation, and breakdown of, of order. And uh, we wouldn't even know which nation did it if the missile was launched from a ship offshore. Iran has already tested a missile that could be used for an EMP attack. Um, so we've got 30 seconds left. Is Israel going to attack, and uh, can they can they take out or at least substantially set back well, Iran's program? Certainly Israel has been engaged in setting back the Iranian nuclear weapons program over the past several years. These fires and explosions at various nuclear sites, the assassinations of various Iranian nuclear uh, researchers and scientists um, have been attributed to Israel. But yes, they have the capability and they have the existential responsibility to defend the Jewish state of Israel from the Iranian regime. We shall see. Uh, here is, again, I think, is the, is the much greater threat to our uh, national security. Thank you, Claire, for being on the show and everything you're doing to uh, defend the republic. And we'd love to have you back in, in the future. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.